0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Pulse 95. Pulse 95 live at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa live from the Expo Center Sharjah. It's Pulse 95. Yes, we are so excited to welcome our first guest for today. She is a woman who has written more than 25 self-help books for adults and for children sold in 10 countries. She writes about creativity, personal growth and awareness, and she has her passion for self-help and well-being through her books through her books and uh, on her blog jouaprejou.com and uh, her vision of Kintsugi and resilience uh, on her site esprikitungi.com she is also a TEDx speaker and the author of kitungi Finding strength in resilience. I'm so excited to welcome to the Lifebeat Studio here, Celine Santini. Thank you so much for your invitation. I'm very excited to be there. <laughs> We're so great to glad to have you here. Now, uh, Celine, this is so interesting. You are a French author, mm-hmm. and yet you write about the Japanese art of Kitsugi. Ahmed is here. He's going through your <laughs> book right now. Uh, but it's kind of it's a it's a fascinating story because it it's a started with a, a period in your life which was That's a right. real turning point back in 2012 yeah. tell us about that
1: well actually kintsugi um, is a Japanese art but it's um, it's a universal uh, philosophy, it's a uniform metaphor so the fact that it's Japanese is just a detail uh, it talks about being repaired and being stronger after being broken because you embrace your imperfection, you embrace your scars mm. so what is
2: to people who don't know what is the art of consuming mm-hmm. in the concrete way it what is it?
1: What does it look like? <laughs> right. It's uh, imagine you break a bowl, and instead of uh, throwing away the pieces, you decide to repair it. But you instead of hiding the repair, you actually display it. Yes. That means that you will underline the, um, the scars with gold. You sprinkle actually real gold powder on the scars. Um, with the lacquer and the gold, the um, ball or the object becomes more precious and stronger and more beautiful for having been broken, mm. which is kind of paradox. And so my first Kinzugi ball, I, I, immediately I, I knew that I was like a kintsugi ball. I was going through a very painful time in my life. It was my second divorce. Uh, my baby was four months old. This was, you know, very painful. And when I saw this kintsugi ball, I said to myself, but I'm like a kintsugi, I survived uh, 100% of my worst experiences, and I will survive again. So it really gave me hope.
0: And it's not only you know, the fact that uh, these cracks being broken are emphasized by the gold, but you know, the object itself, after going through the process of kintsugi, mm-hmm. actually becomes more precious and more valued because but. of it.
1: That's what is really intriguing about Kinshigi, is because it's gold, so it's not any metal. It's the, actually the most symbolic, the most precious in the whole world. And you decide that you, you put gold on your scarves, that means that you are worth all the gold in the world. And that's to, remi- to remember um, that, yes, you are worth being repaired and that your experiences uh, made you learn something. Yeah. And what didn't kill you made you stronger. Yeah, exactly. And more beautiful.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Celine, uh, you talked to us about the process of putting together kintsugi and, and that bowl and creating it in a concrete fashion. But you also spoke about how it's a metaphor for suffering and depression. And putting together that kintsugi art is a process and has multiple steps. That's right. And in your book, you talk about incorporating those steps in your life. Yeah. Can you elaborate on those steps of and how course. it's a, a step-by-step process?
1: Exactly. Initially, I just saw the final result. So this is what uh, I found so beautiful. But when I, I learned about kintsugi, I discovered that there are indeed six steps. Uh, first step is when you are broken into pieces. It works for a ball. It works for oneself when you are you know, broken by life. So first, you have to take the... The idea to take the courage to put together your pieces it's like a decision you make and then after the second part is when you start to glue the pieces with lacquer and this is very interesting it means that you you take time for this repair and you and you take time to reconstitute the puzzle
0: it 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 all yeah. takes time this is what's interesting yeah. about this but if you do not give it the time when you're putting it back together again, then uh, that entire process is for nothing. You have to be patient. And this is the, one of the things that you emphasize in your book that patience is, is right. everything in this process. Actually,
1: uh, what you just mentioned is uh, step three, yeah? patience. Patience is the step when you, uh, when you decide that you need to wait, because if you move too fast, you won't heal, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, when you you, you you don't have time to heal, mm-hmm. uh, the wound would open again. The Kinzugi, you know, I'm personally not a patient person, uh, but the Kinzugi process uh, taught me that sometimes you can't rush things.
0: It's uh, It would not be efficient. You know, I would say most of us are not patient in this day and age. You know, it is the age of instant gratification, isn't it? Where we just expect everything to happen so quickly, right?
1: Yeah, we live in this instant world like Instagram, Facebook. We need everything right now. And actually, Kinzugi is like this ancient art, which reminds us that we need to accept uh, the slowness Mm. of life and and that's one of the aspects I love about Kitsugi because it's so different from the way I was raised. You know, I live in France. In France, we are very Cartesian people like efficiency, productivity. Yes. And here I embrace this nice, slow philosophy. Yeah.
2: Do you think people don't embrace uh, do you think people don't embrace that brokenness enough, those wounds? They try to move on too, too quickly or they strive to be too perfect.
1: Well, actually, the message of kintsugi is about embracing your imperfection. Yeah. So, yes, uh, to answer your question, I, I really think we 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 are so productive. We 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 don't welcome perf- uh, imperfection in our lives, and the kintsugi message is to tell you that imperfection can actually, paradoxically, be beautiful. Mm. So that's really What is all about? And I stop at uh, step three, but step four is about when you put the um, red lacquer on the scar. So that's a very symbolic moment because the red lacquer reminds you of breathing and putting life again in, in, in yourself. And the step five is when you sprinkle the gold and the gold means it shines. And, uh, and the six steps in when you polish the gold because it's a metal so it can be polished, it polished, it can shine, and then you are so beautiful after being broken.
0: We're going to come back in just a moment uh, with you, Celine. Going to go to a short break, but we're going to come back and talk about how we can apply these principles of uh, Kitsugi in our lives. And I'm kind of interested to hear as well uh, about how uh, you do this with children too Mm -hmm. and uh, in promoting resilience in children. So important. All of that uh, is coming up here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. The heart of Shasha. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95 live at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Live beat. Live beat. It's Sally Musa. Live from the Expo Center Sharjah. It's Pulse 95. Yes, we are back with Celine Santini. She is here. She is the author of Katsugi Finding Strength in Imperfection. And uh, this is uh, something. Um, th- that we've been talking about here and, and really uh, in the self-help world, it's a, it's a wonderful kind of uh, a- analogy, you know, that we are like the Kintsugi bowl. When we are broken, this experience makes us stronger. Exactly. It makes us more powerful. Uh, it makes us more precious in that way. But talk to us a little bit um, about the reception that the book has received, because it's interesting that there are certain places in the world where people uh, are receiving mm-hmm. the message of Katsugi yeah. uh, much more readily than, say, in France, for example, right. here in the Middle East. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's very interesting, because since the book has been translated in 10 languages, I can make some comparison, and it's not received the same. Um, in France, we are more like Cartesian people, <laughs> You know, like scientific science is important. Yes. Uh, spirit. We are a bit sometimes disconnected with spirituality, and I. And, and weirdly, the book uh, is more well understood and received um, in southern countries such as Italy or Spain, and maybe soon, uh, hopefully, in uh, in Arabic countries, um, because I think um, this. Mediterranean spirit spirituality connects more paradoxically with the Japanese philosophy, um, uh, which believes in spirituality. Yeah, yeah. And in and you have to to understand well kintsugi. Actually, when you understand kintsugi, it connects directly to your soul mm. and to your heart. Mm. And not everybody is open to that. Right, right. And I yes, I feel that. Uh, the Arabic world is more prepared and more open to that. We're I don't know exactly why, but yeah, it's we, what
0: I feel. It's, it's part of our uh, culture, culture and heritage exactly. as well yeah, here. You know, the, the, the secrets of the soul That's is right. something that we talk yeah, about quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is something that is... Your book hasn't been translated into Arabic yet, but that I can shows. see it happening. The, the, something mm-hmm. looks like it's going to be set up, I think, at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Hopefully. It will be phenomenal to bring this to Arabic audiences as well.
1: Because the Kunzigi message is so powerful it's really, it's worth being spread. I'm not talking that just because I want to sell my books. I really think that it's a a message which is important for the world because it gives hope to people. And what is interesting with Kinzigi it it works for any kind of ordeal. It can be like you know, physical ordeal uh, that you're going through and Kinjagi can help you, uh, like a cancer or a illness. I even talked with someone who had a a, a, a leg cut, uh, you know, is amputation, I- Yeah, amputation. He has like a prosthesis. Yes. And he understood the Kinzugi message. And he said to me, yes, I, I could put gold on my prosthesis. And that was so powerful, Yeah, but it can also talk to you if you are in a depression or, you know, in a psychological pain. Yeah. So that's a universal message.
2: Well, it's, uh, we've discussed the message and what you're trying to do with the book, and it's pretty compelling stuff. But I'm very curious about the process in which you've mm-hmm. put it together because it reads like a workbook. You're right. addressing the reader directly. In fact, there are blank pages where the readers may mm-hmm. fill in uh, right. what they're doing in order or on their journey for uh, self-help. Can you talk a little bit more about how you put those steps together, how this book mm-hmm. came about? It's, uh, it, must, it,
1: it will... Feel very weird to say that, but it's really think uh, that the kintsugi spirit <laughs> talked to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> it looks so weird, I know. But when I saw my first kintsugi ball, it's like in an instant I understood uh, what the kintsugi was mm-hmm. all about. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, "Oh, everybody must understand as much as I do." And actually, nobody in my uh, around me understood. So I said to myself, "Oh, it needs explanation for some people." Yeah. And and then when I, I I actually tried the process in itself, I mean using the lacquer and the gold, I tried to to know what I'm talking about, and it was like if I rediscovered ancient gestures. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know that, but maybe I was like. A, Kintsugi master in a former life. <laughs> oh wow! I, it's just yeah. an impression I have because for me it's like it was I an am,
0: instant connection. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's sometimes it's you know sometimes you, you have love at first sight. For some people you feel like you already right. know them. Yeah. And for me it's with Kintsugi. <laughs>
2: it's interesting that you you're talking about that like being in touch with your instincts and things mm. coming naturally to you. One of the themes in your book is quote, reconnecting with your inner child. Yeah. Could you talk about what that is, what your inner mm-hmm. child is, and how you could be in touch with that?
1: Well, we tend to, when we grow up, we tend to re-forget our passions and what really made us feel alive when we were a child. In general, we have the answer very soon. If you ask a child, what do you want to be later? It's like a common question. Actually, a lot of messages are... Are already there, and after we tend to forget that. But I think the core thing of our soul is already there when we are like two, three, four, five, six, and then after it goes. So reconnecting to your inner child means trying to to remember what you instinctively knew and what you instinctively wanted and liked when you were a child.
2: Is that a difficult process for readers to go through?
1: Um, Just the inner child or in general, the Kintsugi process?
2: Well, we can start with the inner child, but Mm -hmm. also move on to the Kintsugi process because you're addressing a lot of wounds and suffering and things Mm -hmm. that are very Mm -hmm. difficult for people to grapple with or even admit that are real.
1: Well, this book can be done in different ways. Some people do it from step one to step six in a progressive way. Uh, And this is built to be progressive. So Mm -hmm. that's a good way to go. But some people prefer just to pick... Some exercises and do only the one that appeal to them. So I, there's not really a, one rule. I think like, again, uh, the instinct way is the best one. So just do whatever you feel. Yeah. And some people even read it, cover to cover, make a pause, and after take the book later again. So. It's very personal. Revisit
0: it and just, right, yeah. yeah, understand it in a whole new way.
1: I even uh, know someone who said, okay, I stop at steps three out mm-hmm. of six because I feel that now I'm in steps three. So I don't want to read the rest of the book yet.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, you write for children as well. So, mm-hmm. how do we apply these kind of uh, principles when it comes to kids and understanding mm-hmm. their own uh, resilience and their mm-hmm. own power? Um, for instance, I, I did a
1: presentation about Kinzugi in a Montessori school, yes. six to ten years old, the, the students. They were so, so open to Kinzugi concept. It was amazing. I mean, it's like the, the same feeling I had with Kinzugi that, I, as I said, a lot of adults don't get. This, all these children got it immediately. like oh it's so beautiful oh it's so powerful they understood the message without needing my explanations they were just enjoying the pictures and the and the explanation it, and the it's process. almost
0: instinctual isn't it for kids yeah because they just
1: you know yeah, when, exactly. a ki- when
0: a child falls down they just get straight back up and they just keep on moving it's different to us uh, as mm-hmm. adults as well
1: it's like they don't have these filters right. we have built later exactly so that's that's how it works, and so, so actually, my when I talked about kinjigi with children, I think it's not to to heal them yet because mm. not all of them have experienced, and that's good. But not all of them have experienced bad things yet. It's more to plant a seed of resilience in 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 themselves. You know that this seed, my might help them later yes it might print something in their mind like a hopeful uh, message
0: exactly exactly we're excited for your session this is happening on friday on day three of the sharjah international book fair seven fifteen pm mm-hmm. everybody needs to uh, come out for that thank you. we're uh, excited for you being here and thank Santini. you so much
1: for your invitation very, very honored to be there.
0: Thank you so much. That's it for us here from the Sharjah International Book Fair on day one. His Highness is uh, making his way around. Uh, We are about to receive him, but we are going to be back with you again tomorrow from 10 a.m. with all of the latest happenings from the 38th Sharjah International Book Fair. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.